Welcome to Adults Only Comedy. <laughs> that was hilarious. Okay, I'll start again. Welcome to Adults Only Comedy Berlin. Today we have Sunny Man. Hello, Anna. Thanks for having me here. <laughs> so professional. <laughs> Look, is the mic here to speak? <laughs> totally, you're cute. Uh, what, yeah. like, is your surname Man? Like, man, yeah. Man. Man, yeah, exactly. Sonny Man. Man, yeah. And your first name is Sunny? S O W. It's actually, it's actually Sandeep. Ah, Sandeep. But my name used to be Sunny. That's what was my birth name. And then when, before I was going to New Zealand, one of my dad's friend goes to my dad. He's like, I think you need to change his name or they might mistake him for a white guy. So they changed my name to Sandeep Man. But they kept on calling me Sunny. <laughs> that's hilarious. They were like, that's the opposite of what most uh, Asian migrants do. They're like, change his name to Kevin. To Kevin? Kevin Chong? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, it's Cindy now. It's Cindy. Mm. No, <laughs> your, your dad's friend was like, make sure they don't think he's a white boy. Oh my God, like we need to make him more Indian. <laughs> that's amazing. What age were you when you got to New Zealand? I was like in my early teens. Early teens. Okay. Yeah. Okay, and yeah. then how long were you in New Zealand? I was there till I was 21, 22. Okay. Yeah. And then you started jumping around the planet. Yeah, then I started like, yeah, then I, after that I went back to India for a year, mm-hmm. which was a culture shock. I bet. 11, I was there for 11 months. Yeah. Then get laid for, not, not even tried, complete, like, because I was living with my parents. So I was like, I need to behave myself, because it's like the whole family face and whole story thing. So I can't just go out on the prowl and it's India. This, it's like, so you, uh, like, you know, my parents are kind of like somewhere around the region of middle, upper middle class uh-huh. in India, somewhere in the middle of that. Mm-hmm. So, it, Which is important information for Indians India, because the English colonized colonies. India. So <laughs> classes, yeah. classes, and then so everything has to do with like, you know, if, if, if it came out, I, I slept with someone's like my dad's friend's daughter or someone's daughter. I, oh, dude. And like so here, much. it doesn't matter at no, all. No. Over there, it'll be like families get involved, violence get involved, people, someone's brother will show up to pick a fight with you yeah shit so it's a Serious. Whole, whole another thing but my brother he he's a loose cannon there <laughs> so he's, he's in india and he's a loose yeah he's uh, but uh, i think he's uh, he grew up he grew up in india uh-huh. so um he is conditioned to it so he knows when to strike so to say like when to oh, wow. when to have a one night stand and how to go about he knows the whole how the game is played there mm. i have no idea yeah no i have no idea i think it, so- it sounds complicated mm-hmm. uh you decided it was easier to just not get laid yeah 100 percent. and i was also dealing with a lot, a lot of weird family things because i haven't seen my family in years yeah okay. and then like about six years because uh-huh. um and uh, then i went back after six years and i was like it was a weird kind of moment where initially it was like a lot of like oh thank good to see you mm-hmm. but you know after a few weeks with the families, the old shit comes back up. Of course. And then uh, there was a lot of like uh, unsaid shit. Starting to bubble up. That got uh, said. Oh. While phones were flying at each other. <laughs> Not for mine. Like usually my dad will throw something when he gets when he gets angry. Oh, yeah. He's never hit like my mom. Oh, good. Yeah. He's hit me plenty of times. <laughs> That's okay. I was, I was talking about this with Dave, actually. Yeah. Um, I definitely got hit growing up. Uh, I don't look back at my parents and think that they're monsters or no, anything. No, neither. Neither, yeah. No, no. but uh, definitely hitting was a part of our upbringing. It wasn't crazy. Yeah. And uh, what, what people also don't understand is like how much hitting goes on in Australia and New Zealand. Yeah, so much, man. It's so normal. <laughs> so like- <laughs> Actually, it, there's more hitting goes on probably in Australia and New Zealand than it does in India. Because, uh, you know, you, you combine all the bar fights and the people just like oh, yeah, true. upset. Like, you know. How often fights used to break out? Yeah, a lot. All the time. All the time. All the time. And sometimes everything will become and suddenly like, why are these Simone dudes ripping their shirts off? Like, do you remember <laughs> in Melbourne? Hold on, where were you in Australia? Were you, you were no, in Australia? I was in New Zealand. You, were, New Zealand. you never came to Australia? No, no, never, never. 
good choice. No. <laughs> in Australia, um, there was a situation where someone was murdered out the front of a strip club by being punched in the head. Oh, like wow. it was a king punch, hmm. uh, which is a terrible name for it because it makes it sound quite cool. Called king punch. A king punch. A king punch. Straight to the head. Boom. This guy died. Hmm. Um, I, I don't know. I think domestic violence. Um, New Zealand has some of the highest rates of domestic violence. Yeah. yeah in the in the, and also like one of the highest rate of teenage pregnancy. Oh, also yeah. in the world like uh, and Z number one, one. <laughs> <laughs> like in uh, New Zealand I think um, um, uh, there's uh, five six million people the government spends 15 billion a year on alcohol related damage jeez Louise 15 billion dollars 15 billion mm-hmm. on alcohol related damage there can be fights family violence property damage I didn't know New Zealand had billions. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's why they don't. Because uh, it's all been it's all been spent on fixing windows that dudes smash up. <laughs> or, oh damn! Or, or all the fucking bins that are tipped over after a night out. I'm sure yeah, they were, right? Aussies did that too. When totally. the dudes running, walking to a bar, he's like, "Oh, let me fucking tackle these bins." <laughs> yeah, why not? I why remember not? my dad once. Um, yeah. After the divorce, my dad went off the rails as men tend to do after divorces uh, when they've got children. And uh, my brother and him would get drunk together. Mm. And one night they got so drunk that they took the... Um, so bins in Australia for houses, uh, every house has the type of wheelie bin. Mm-hmm. that yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they took the wheelie bins out to the beach. They, we lived on the beach. And they used the bin to uh, as like a rowboat. And so they were riding out into the ocean oh, no. on a wheelie bin. Was it one of the uh, bigger ones or those ones, singular ones? No, no, the big, the big ones. <laughs> Single, the big, really hard not the little the ones. One. <laughs> yeah, not those like half-size ones that came out later. No, like the full, full big bin, wheelie bin. Wheelie like bin. Oh, you could fit at least two corpses. Two, people, uh, two corpses. <laughs> That's the that's the volume of bins in Australia. How many corpses could you fit? That's the, that's the metric they use. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, shit. Yeah. Okay. So you. Okay. So you. Uh, wow. I didn't know that you went back to. I didn't know you went to New Zealand so late, and then you were there, and then went back to India, India yeah, for then... like eleven or thirteen months, something like that. Why did you go back? Uh, just to kind of mend uh, my relationship with my. Um, parents specifically with my dad why because uh, it was uh, it was just uh, it was just weighing on me yeah fair enough quite a lot and you know i uh, was just uh, i had one of those uh, stoner moments where i was sitting in christchurch mm-hmm. and uh, i was working at christchurch casino at that point christchurch casino, casino and the food and beverage doesn't exist anymore so, does no, it, doesn't, no, it doesn't. <laughs> and um, then i was uh, i used to come back home uh, my shift used to be 4 p.m to midnight uh-huh and i'll get back home uh and i'll come home and i'll hit the bong Hit the bong. And just to kind of relax, wind down and shit. And mm-hmm. then around uh, 1 o'clock, 1 a.m., I had Animal Planet on. I was high shit. And I was like... Oh, you're making this sound amazing. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like... And my and my housemates are asleep. And it's quiet. I'm in like a Chrysler suburb. Yeah. And then I was like, dude, what are you doing with your life? Yeah. I was like, dude, you just go to the same job every day. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, best case scenario, you'll be the manager there and you'll make 50 grand a year. <laughs> That's the best case scenario. <laughs> so grim (laughs) (laughs) and then i kind of worked it and i was like no but in my being i wanted to do i didn't know what i wanted to do because i was like 21 yeah but i knew Mm. i wanted to do more Mm. and i wanted to be challenged more Mm. and then uh the next day i went in i quit my job they're like we'll cancel your visa i was like yeah i guess this is a part of it and i just uh and three weeks later i was in india wow that's yeah. a big turnaround but uh, like i was complete on the spot like this uh, weird epiphany kind of moment mm-hmm. and the plane is arriving over new delhi and i look down 
and then all I see is dust. And I go like, what have I done? <laughs> oh, oh God. my God. I was like, what have I done? Because, you know, I was so used to beautiful New Zealand. I haven't yeah. been back in years. Yeah. I was almost a white guy. Yeah. With brown skin. That's yeah. what I was like. You're pretty white. Yeah. And so but when I got there, and I was like, <laughs> oh, no. And I get there. The heat hits me as soon as I get, I get out of the pl- plane. And the crowd of crowds of people and things and yeah yeah I've never I I am interested in going to India yeah no definitely it'll be a however I will not go by myself I've been uh, talking to like say like uh, guys like Saeed or something like that mm-hmm. we, we should make like a comedian strip oh <gasps> yes can yeah, we play uh, yeah, <gasps> there's lots of shows to be done one of my two of my childhood friends that I kind of grew up with they're big time Bollywood stars now oh. like with millions of followers i just want to dance Dance. <laughs> i just want to dance to some oriental music <laughs> some ethnic music no we're dancing buddies but, um, yeah, we are, we are, everyone exactly. that's listening everyone. uh sunny and i would uh get down to the jive can i make it sound oh any yeah, yeah less 100%, cool? 100%, 100%. oh yeah it is, yeah it is it is we're the cool. dancing comedians dancing comedians once i was I remember i was walking from my place by Warshower to uh susfa guestin oh, and i was with saeed and we bumped into toby arsalan uh-huh. in the middle and he's like, where are you guys going? And I was like, bro, dancing. <laughs> and he's like, you're fucking with me, right? I was like, no. He's like, seriously, where are you going? Where are you going? And I was like, dancing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, we're going to a club. We're going to dance. But like, really to dance. Like, you were my, if I wanted to go dancing before this lockdown stuff, oh, I can't wait to go back to Zeus and hopefully Zeus survives. Zeus Vargestan. Shout out to Zeus Vargestan. Yeah, shout out to Zeus Vargestan. Uh, yeah, when you open, uh, give us spots. <laughs> yeah, give us give us the back room so we that can... Was, that was a madass room. Oh, like, Tyrone you know, was killing it. Perfect, but it's and a, Daniel. Because of the sh- uh, space and things like that, and mm. it gets hot, but it's a perfect place to transition into party. Oh, man. So imagine doing a show there, Anna. God, yes. Well, the thing is, for adults-only comedy, like people would always stay back it was like 100%. a tuesday night when i was first mm. doing it and people were getting people would stay back until stupid o'clock getting wasted because that bar mishlivska doesn't doesn't close until 6 a.m usually mm. and people would if a good comedy show is a good comedy show people stay back people want to hang people want to get loose people are already loose and that uh, that schlazy area is a vibrant area oh yeah Especially, it's oh it's full God. of some creatures at night. Oh, <laughs> I am getting so I'm so excited to go to Barcelona and perform and just be out, just be out. Yeah. And with bars open and restaurants, and I just want to see people I don't know looking happy, looking at like having fun. That's it. And just walking through crowds of people and things like. Oh my, like you know, I even forgot what eating at a restaurant, like you know, just kind of going, like not doing the dishes, not doing the dishes, or just going somewhere with like, your buddies or with your girl or with your. <sighs> man or with nobody both. <laughs> <laughs> or, or by yourself you mean <laughs> it's fine to dine alone there's nothing wrong with dining alone you get to really focus on the food, food. And the, uh, oh my poor poor existence yeah uh, yeah so you were a big user of tinder uh, i was never i never got big into tinder bumble bumble and then afterwards uh, i got into hinge and then i ditched the other two mm-hmm. and then uh, that's where i met my current girlfriend you met a girlfriend on hinge hinge yeah bravo yeah, definitely I, I just deleted hinge again again <laughs> uh, and not for the reasons that it markets itself yeah. for, you know designed to be deleted yeah i deleted out of resentment every few weeks i'm just like god damn you you're still not working yeah. um wow you met your you met a partner on there yeah it was a like a um that's what I've been uh, good with uh, these uh, platforms because uh-huh. I enjoy being single. 
and enjoying the party element and you know like every now and then if the uh, if you meet someone you have one night stand with that's fine yeah but for me the vibe is important with the person i need to yeah. really gel with them and things yeah. like that so i'm always intentionally looking for i'm never really looking to get laid on them yeah i'm like i, I download them with the intention of like i don't want to find someone cool yeah if the vibe is good then everything is more or less works out on as a person yeah is a walk totally. in the bed <laughs> like totally yeah so that's but that's the problem that's my issue with these apps and the reason why i've downloaded them so many times and deleted them so many times hmm, because of the reason for me deleting them so many times because mm. there's never any chemistry mm. like if there is chemistry it's because i know this person is bad for me Mm. But otherwise, there is never any chemistry, mm. and and re- I've met some cool people, like some nice yeah. people. Yeah. But just I don't, I'm not feeling anything inside me tickling towards them. Mm. But you, you were able to find that. I would like, uh, you know, I, I went on a bunch of dates and things like that, and um, on so many dates, and it's just usually like I'll uh, I'll go for a walk or I might like eventually I got into like having a video chat. You did that. You did the yeah, video chat. That's how I met. Uh, uh, my girlfriend Maria now because oh. uh, it was over Christmas yeah and she was in Lake of Constance visiting her family uh-huh. so we matched up and then I was like yo l- let me know I'll be done work around 9.30pm so we can have a video chat and mm-hmm. have a glass of wine mm-hmm. over the thing and then we ended up chatting for like two and a half hours wow uh, and then uh, a couple of days later we had another call so she was there for about two two and a half weeks over that uh-huh. space we had like six chats uh-huh. over, and every chat was like two hours two and a half hours so it was actually quite good to get to know each other yeah without any physical opportunity to jump on each other yeah yeah sort yeah. of thing yeah. so it was uh, it was and then when we met i met her once uh-huh. and um and then uh, we kissed and stuff uh-huh. and uh then uh the second time when we met that's when we consummated the relationship <laughs> that's really sweet so it's- it was maybe that's why it worked is because uh it was just i was very intentional about it it's so interesting. I haven't met anybody who's actually done the um, virtual meeting through the apps because when you when you are on a video call, there's nothing to distract you, hmm. and you really have to listen hmm. and consider what you're contributing to the conversation. Hmm. Like it's, it changes everything. Every hmm. like every time I meet up with someone, hmm. there's so many other things swirling around. Hmm atmospherically and then there's the and then there's whatever kind of physical chemical lack of connection or Mm. slight but not really Mm. and you're trying to suss each other out oh but just doing it virtually it's good because uh you know like if there's a vibe virtually yeah definitely will be vibe yeah unless the person shows up like with no legs or something they're like oh my god i didn't even know because i only (laughs) saw the top half of you (laughs) in the virtual <laughs> then, oh, oh my god, god, this is the biggest troll. <laughs> oh, yeah. So yeah. long as they have, yeah, okay, the, no, yeah, something. <laughs> I don't know how to recover from that. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Um, it'd be, it's, it'd be hard for them to troll you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that's, uh, that's what I found. And I did that. Uh, did you do that with anyone before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With like a three or four. Hmm women mm. and um and then usually if the there were ones then we would just ended the chat very amicably and then 
You're like, you know, one of those things. Oh, yeah, we'll chat later. We'll chat later. But we but, both know you're not gonna. Yeah. And but the great thing is you didn't get anyone to come out of the house. Yeah. Get ready and fucking be somewhere. And you just kind of do it when it's suitable. Oh, yeah. my God. I want to do this now. Do I'm going to re-download it. Re-download it. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the, it's, the, it's the best. I feel like, you know, because if you're inten- intentionally generally to meet someone cool. Yeah. I think it's a good way because it weeds out a lot of people who just want to... Because... No one's like, especially as a guy, I can speak as well, so I can't speak as a woman. As a guy, I know that uh, when I was younger, I've been the guy who just wants to get laid. Yeah. And uh, so, but when you are really seriously looking for someone, uh, a guy would not invest her time if he's not genuinely interested. Yeah. And uh, that's what I say to like uh, any kind of my girlfriends, not mm. my girlfriends or like any yeah. women I know. Like, when they say like, oh, he's not, uh, he's messaged me for like five days and like that, do you think? I was like, drop it yeah drop it totally and they're like oh he just started a new job and uh, maybe that's why he's busy i was like you know what when i start a new job and if i'm seeing someone that i generally like i want to spend time with them because yeah. that's my stress release totally i'm not gonna go like um we can't see each other because you know i've got this new thing going on and i'm just taking up a lot of time and yeah, they, no. they're just avoidant behavior yeah so that kind of thing so i'm uh, mm. I, I i noticed these things in myself when i was young Mm. and then i uh, worked on them and then i know like you know because you've been on both sides of it you've been the avoidant and you've been the person who's been avoided like who've been avoided by others totally so you you know you know you you know and then if you're generally like if you're just fucking around and being unclear to yourself yeah then you're gonna be unclear to others yeah i think i might be in that like i think i might be in that space right now yeah. like i would really love um a love relationship to slowly develop but i'm also just so I don't know if it's a cop out. I don't know if it's me avoiding stuff, but I feel like I'm so focused in on what I want to achieve personally that um, I'm just not that motivated. Like when yeah. I do go on dates, um, if there's not instant chemistry, then I'm just kind of like fucking around trying to make it interesting for myself. Yeah. Do you know I, what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I completely understand because you still, you know, you still have some needs. Yeah. Which can be met without that intense. Like I'd love the, int- like I'd yeah, love no, to the- meet someone and just be like, oh, and talk, talk, talk and connection, connection. connection and, and then and you then- cook together and then you have sex and then it's just all fluid. You just- yeah. I'd love that. But it just, it just feels like it's not, um, it's just not happening easily. And it's I not- know there's lockdown, but it's like everyone that I meet, it's like, this is work. This is what, no, and uh, it sh- technically shouldn't be that way. I'm not saying that, you know, I'm some complete piece of work and things like that, but I'm constantly working on myself. Yeah. Which. Me too. Yeah, which also, right. And then which avoids you from constantly focusing on other person and being all insecure and, yeah. you know, being a baggage on others. Because like, yeah. I'm not saying I'm perfect, but I'll, tell me what's up and yeah. we can talk about it and we can work on it. Yeah. Rather than I'm not going to be a drain on your resources or I'm going to be it's like, totally. I don't like uh, being like, I don't know. I'm not someone who wants to message all the time. No. Like, oh, so what are you doing now? Like, oh, no, I, no, I don't want to report. No. But, uh, you know, end of the day, I'm, but I'm the kind of person from the day's done. Yeah. Uh, say if you're like, so right now, um, my girlfriend is visiting her parents. Mm-hmm. So end of the day, I was like, we'll just have a call. Once we're yeah. done at 9.30, 10.30, whenever that time is. Yeah. And then I go to bed. Yeah. Afterwards. And that's much more how I operate rather than sending pictures all day and all that oh, kind of shit that's like no no i'm doing no, things exactly I'm like doing things my i've got lots of other things to keep me busy <laughs> and i don't need to report and i don't you know like we can talk about these things later 
we don't have to keep you know keep each other in the know during <laughs> mm. yeah 100% i know like no, let me live my life and you live your life so later we have something to talk about exactly and we can share and then maybe we can talk about you know things bigger than ourselves well, as exactly. well you know 100% and um, oh, i'm so happy you've got a relation that sounds really cool i'm really happy for you it's nice like even i, I wasn't like uh, yeah of course i was looking for someone cool and but uh, i wasn't expecting anything yeah because as you know like because otherwise you constantly yeah. you know, i have no expectations mm, no, right now but yeah. it's still like really 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 yeah really a, you know sometimes it's a it's a it's it's difficult and uh, i cannot even imagine way more from a woman's point of view because mm. dudes are more likely to be promiscuous and given the right options not not no, but they can be like I, I, i'm just saying that it's easier for it comes easier a lot All more right, for men okay to be promiscuous yeah there's less social stigma yeah, exactly you know less social mm-hmm. stigma and it's more like a cool factor adds to yeah it. less consequence less consequence yeah. so the hence it's easier i yeah. think is because of, there's no social like kind of stigma around it yeah and uh like you know if uh, you or you on, on the other end you look at like a guy with no money there's a lot of social stigma around it so dudes yeah. avoid that yeah. and even if they don't have it they pretend they have it yeah 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 sort of thing so it works kind of like in different things different way but when it comes to like sleeping around and especially in a place like berlin mm. where it's very sex positive and mm. all the sort of things mm-hmm. so it becomes a bit of a playground for for someone who just wants to chill yeah who does not who's not really wanting to put effort into anything anything 100 right and yeah. um, there's um um i was i was reading this stuff uh, if you look at the a lot of the older uh, indian uh, temples uh-huh Outside of them, they are they're surrounded by sculptures, and mm-hmm. the sculptures are very very erotic. Mm-hmm. Like they're different like positions and like women with large breasts, uh, uh-huh. uh, like you know just accentuated hips and things like that. Uh-huh. And uh, but the inside is a place of worship. So the whole ideology is that uh, sex and body bodily desires they live on the periphery of life. Uh-huh. So if you are constantly obsessed with that, you're spending your time in periphery. Nice. So. To, if you want to go deeper, so to say, like, you know, like a better terms, God, whatever mm-hmm. that is, the universe or mm-hmm. yourself or who you are. Mm-hmm. And you need to venture deeper mm-hmm. sort of thing. But the periphery is very tempting. And that's why a lot of people get stuck, stuck in the periphery because totally. going deeper involves giving things up. It involves sacrifice and yeah. things like that. And, and, and a lot of things. And, you know, like uh, when it comes to like specifically picking a partner, yeah, you, you want to be attractive to many people, but you want to pick one. You want you want to be able to go deep and, and uh, really yeah. and, uh, within yourself and yeah with someone that you trust. I think it's just a an eat like with one person it just becomes easier and it's safer. It it's comes safer down exactly. To, it's a it's a system we live in and uh, things yeah. like that. And also, if you have other pursuits in life and the person you're with also has pursuits, you mm-hmm. you don't need to be pursuing the same thing. But if you're parallel, yeah, exactly. You need if to be able yeah, to support each, support other each other on your on your separate, but like yeah. yeah. Um, side by side, but then that's interesting. These sculptures um, that are very sexual, like I think, yeah, I think sort of temptations. Yeah, you know whether it be money, food, success, sex, you know, kind of desire. Yeah, um, prestige. Yeah, all of those things for sure. Yeah, all of those things are distractions, and I feel like uh, yeah, for me in the last <laughs> last like twenty twenty, I gave up all drugs, um, except coffee. Yeah. But all drugs and then um, I really feel like I'm on this and I've also been tying into it, this not having sex with anybody that I don't really respect and who I want to spend my time with. So this sort of meaningless sex, this kind of sex just for the sake of 
it or the convenience or for some kind of lie to myself that it is true intimacy when I know it's not. Mm. Um, yeah, letting that go. And it's it's uncomfortable not having any of these uh, distractions. You know, I got to just be with myself. 100%. 100% and I think uh, that's uh, when often comes to nature being yourself, it kind of works kind of the opposite way. You have to connect with yourself first so you can connect with others. Yes. It's like the kind of like the backwards. Yeah. And people people try to go through material and people to be able to connect to a bigger thing. It's like, no, no, no. You need to separate yourself from everything. Yeah. Because a lot of it is just people came up with it. Yeah. People like you and I over fucking thousands of years. And then there's a lot of things, you know, and just to separate who Anna is and who the cultural programming that drives your behavior mm-hmm. and separate them too. So you see like, okay, this is the cultural construct who, who of I am. It's not me. Mm-hmm. And that's just who I am. Yeah. And that's what often when you spend time alone, solitude and things like that, these yeah. are the questions you end up answering yeah. for yourself. Yeah. <sighs> um, I'm curious about, um, cause you're the same age as me. What year were you born? 85. Ah, I'm older. Probably. You're one year older. Yeah. Uh, August 85, 5th August. 5th of August, 1985. Aleo. Aleo. Well, I'm uh, 17th of November, 1986. And uh, I'm curious, though, because I've been talking to a few people um, recently uh, who have said that they are avoiding or that they've had problems with women between the age of 35 and 40 Mm. because of their drive for children, their need, Mm -hmm. their desire to become uh, a mother. And, uh, and so, yeah, and this is, um, this has come up the last couple of days, probably because I think it's really interesting because I'm falling in within that, that age bracket. Mm. And on top of that, before I found comedy, it was definitely a driving factor in how I interacted with my relationships. It was like, Hey, I want to be a mom one day. Are you going to be a good dad? Mm. That was definitely my, my take on it. Mm. Um, but now I'm like, I will not have children for the next three years. Absolutely no. I need mm. to focus on my career. So I'm curious about your partnership. Um, if, there, if, if that's even come up so far or you don't have to say it, but maybe your experiences regarding women wanting kids. Yeah. Uh, um, actually, uh, I don't mind talking about it. Um, um, like uh with my current partner no like uh, we have like uh, she's also quite driven in her personal goals and things like that and and she's uh, 31 so okay so she's so, so got she's, some time. Uh, she's time and things like that and uh, uh like uh, mike's uh, um this uh, girl I briefly dated for uh what four or five months uh-huh and uh but she's like 33 uh-huh. and she had a strong drive yeah to wanting to have children because uh, Lord, she was from like a fairly well-off family from Dresden uh-huh. and uh, all her friends, the childhood friends she went to school with, they still are like in Berlin together now. So they just, oh, wow. she still knows all of her, like imagine knowing kids from like people you went to school with, they're still around you. Oh my God. And they're still like good friends. So she's kind of had like a good, very sheltered, like nice childhood. Good <laughs> sheltered was the way. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's good. And, uh, and, I'm, uh, and that's why I also liked it because she was very loving. Mm-hmm. She was very caring and open. And uh, that's so why, but uh, she... And her, a lot of her friends have children, so she also really wants to. Yeah. So she was already like, uh, let's move in, let's move in together. And then like she bought it up very often. Yeah. And then uh, it basically got to a point where I'll, we'll talk about it. I was like, you know, like right now is not the time. So let's uh, maybe have this conversation a few months down the road or like, you know, a year down the road because I'm doing other things. I'm trying to settle down into this new career I'm pursuing. So yeah. I, I don't think and I, I don't have the emotional or financial bandwidth 
yeah. no way yeah. to be able to support a child. I mean, and I would not do this disservice where I have to go work some bullshit job so this kid can eat semi-average food yeah. and grow yeah. up in a, some sort of stressful environment. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I just had a straight up conversation. I was like, you know, I, I feel like, you know, we're both at different stages of life. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying what you want is, is unreasonable. It's completely reasonable. But yeah. I, I don't think I can offer this to you. Yeah. And um, I think, you know, we'll, we'll, we should go our separate ways, but we can still be good friends and things. And uh, yeah, it was, it, was hard for, it was hard for me and it was also hard for her to hear because she felt this came out of the blue. Yeah. But in my mind, uh, I was thinking about it because the conversation kept on coming back up yeah. after every few days. Oh. So I was like, okay, this is not like, you know, either let's, when I say let's put it to rest, don't put it rest for like, 36 hours and then just bring it up <laughs> bring it up it's not again. really resting yeah, it resting it so that kind of thing and uh, you know i understood uh, and rather than saying like or having to bicker with her or argue with her about mm-hmm. it i was like no i think you can find someone who's more in the same point of life you are because i don't see myself having kids anytime soon yeah yeah do you want to be a dad yeah yeah 100 I, I yeah i i think about that all the time and uh, yeah and uh, it's definitely like and uh, you know i i don't uh, like when i date people i really if i can see myself being with them mm-hmm. long term and having family that's the only time i'll move forward and, and it doesn't have yeah. to they, they, they have done something or said it like oh yeah, i want our children but in my mind i can visualize yeah how they are how we talk and things like that okay like we'll be able to do things together totally and we able to go through life together and it's it's a lot more than you know someone you want to bring around your friends your family and also it's it's a lot like your lives are a lot more connected yeah yeah like yeah i've I've said for a long time the uh, only reason like i do want to be a mom but and the only reason why i i haven't is because i really haven't found anyone that would be a good dad mm. you know that i want to that i want to have children with and uh yeah it's like um you do just you know when you know like you can visualize like i've had visions with partners that oh, i've yeah. had and I, i've been able to see it but then mm. you know other things come in the way yeah but um, yeah, I was just at a playground this afternoon with a with a friend, and he was saying how yeah his ex really wanted kids, mm. and um, and that was basically kind of the breaking point. It was like he doesn't, and then we're at, we're at this uh, this children's playground and like we're both laughing at the kids and yeah. it was like no no I I could <laughs> I talked about how I don't want to have kids anytime soon and maybe never but like. I've really like kids i really like kids yeah, they're kids, awesome awesome 100% 100% yeah. it'll be good like you know of course i want to have them i want to be i want to have them a point where you know a obviously i have resources yeah you need to cuz you know there's it's just the way we're like you know i'm not someone who's very greedy or money minded but there's certain realities of the life that money does provide you with more freedom totally Right. And anyone who says that is just kidding themselves. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you and uh, I'm not saying that because oh, money, it's a construct. But unfortunately, that's the system we have. And either I can really fight it tooth and nail. Yeah. And not really get anywhere in life and end up bitter and, you know, upset. Yeah. Yeah. Or I can be like, OK, what can what's the best game I can figure out? To game the system, yeah. So can I tell dick jokes <laughs> and, make, <laughs> and, and make some money? Because that's the way I can see myself making money. <laughs> exactly. Let's make uh, dick jokes pave the way. Pave the way and pay for my kids and uh, yeah, right. And that kind of shit. So you know, like uh, but that's veg jokes gonna be my money maker. You know, uh, that's what the creativity is. It's not the creativity is not like able to come up with funny things. It's just creativity in a very broad sense. Is you know, if yeah. you can live your life the way you want it. Exactly. Because it's, it's a game because either you can play someone else, else's game, mm. which is more or less you're not going to enjoy it because you're playing by someone else's roles. Totally. Or you can take some risk 
and, and uh, uh, create your own game and hopefully the game is fun or the other people look at you they're like you know what I want to play with Anna like this seems she seems to be having a good game going on exactly and um, more people then you get to collaborate with you and the next thing you know you're making money yeah you do. ideally I yeah. hope so I hope so I'd like to think that that's how the comedy scene in Berlin is gonna is gonna and move the key, is, the the key is collaboration like that's yeah. how because you know there's no one person can do everything no it's true yeah no because you the thing is yeah yeah you do what you do best yeah and let other people do other things yeah and uh, and sometimes we try to do what we do best and also try to do other things also at the same time yeah and it takes away from what you can do yeah so, so you can get people around you who also want to do the other things and they're passionate about how you're passionate about your thing yeah and then that's the best Cha-ching, cha-ching. cha-ching yeah then uh, then you hopefully you can uh, make and it's not even just really about the money money is a byproduct right the main thing is you're spending your time how you want to yeah that is the main and no one is else is thing. dictating where you need to be yeah oh can i can i get one week off holidays out of my 18 days you've given me in the year <laughs> like that kind of bullshit <laughs> <laughs> yeah that is the goal eventually to anyway. be your but you know can everyone be their own boss in the future i don't know but you can negotiate good contracts you can negotiate right and even if you can live at 70 percent of what you wanted to yeah there's a there's a there's a level of compromise, the compromise and that's with everything yeah. you know, like our like when we look at what our parents did they compromised yeah. big time imagine if Massive. you had to live your mom's life you'll be like I'm fucking gonna put a gun in my mouth because oh, I don't want to live that life <laughs> for the resentment that I think women of our mother's generation have, have had to process is mm. insane, insane. Yeah. And, and with their resent- resentment they're still able to give you some love yeah yeah, like a bunch like a, well, yeah. a good amount of a love, amount of a love. Good, you know maybe not enough affection you yeah, know could have could have could have used more but now you're in a position where you can give more yeah right? that's true and because uh, you know there's a generational trauma we all are trapped in yeah there's ways of behaving and living which have been continued generation after generation which uh, get ingrained in your genetics in your dna and a lot of times you're doing things which you think are you but it's not you it's just because people who raised you and who raised them and who raised them they've been just stuck in this loop oh man loops patterns and then we're looking for patterns all the time as well and then and how useful is this my stomach is going crazy um I uh, I really think we need... There was some kind of um, scientific report that someone quoted to me recently that said that we actually go through a level of like brain... Not damage, it's not that extreme, but like our thoughts are limited if we are not exposed to different environments. Mm. And with this lockdown, you know... We can we can be sitting in front of our computers, sure, but like actually going out and seeing different people and seeing different physical spaces is something that we as like we humans need in order to come up with new ideas and to feel um to to be to be satisfied and nourished in this other way that we I'm not sure like, yeah they're definitely right like a lot of creativity comes out of a inherently who you are if you're generally someone who's curious yeah. and wants to know combined with different inputs visual yeah. nature conversations yeah. people experiences and all that mesh combined together creates something which is a joke yeah and a joke you know, a joke yeah. and you know something you're or a song, yeah, a song or, or, a... or whatever right it's a it's a whole combination of those things and uh, it's important to be able to get that yeah. in any way and either i can control that input yeah so i can direct my life in a certain direction so okay i'm gonna only input things which are gonna excel me as an artist mm. for example and yeah. cut all the other bullshit out yeah that is kind of slowing me down which is kind of putting sand in my, uh, my tank what kind of things uh, what kind of things uh, put sand in your tank 
Oh yeah, like if uh, like uh, I've been uh, b- back in the day, I like partying too much or things like that. Yeah. Or, you, or uh, when you're single, like you, know, you tend to get obsessed with like you know just dating many women and all the sort of yeah. things. So all the things I had to battle with then like my during my twenties and. Uh, Sandima Tank. It's San- a good name. <laughs> Sandima Tank. Right? Sandima Tank. Sandima Tank. Go get that sand <laughs> out my tank. Yeah. I I think that that's definitely. Um, the, that's the maturation process is, you know, cutting out what isn't serving you. Yeah. yeah getting the sand out of the tank. And um, I think drugs, drugs and sex are the biggest ones, right? Yeah, drugs, yeah definitely. Those things, uh, yeah, because they have the ultimate pull, right? Because they completely hijack your reward system. And that's why, like, uh, I've, uh, like... Uh, hijack this- your reward system. That's just another great album title. Yeah, hijack your reward system. <laughs> <laughs> Because they do, right? Like, um, often, like, especially when you're dealing with harder substances. Yeah. Like, uh, like, and I, I'm someone who smokes uh, smokes weed regularly. Mm-hmm. And when I say regularly, I smoke in the evening once I'm done with my day. Yeah. And I very much try to manage because I need to keep a tight control on it. Yeah. I'll buy a 20. Yeah. And that's me for the week because I know, like, I need to budget it now. For the week. The, for the week. Yeah. And because I know, like... Yeah, without comedy shows and other people rolling, no, yeah, 20 for the week seems pretty... Realistic, realistic, yeah. especially if you're limited to the evening, you yeah. don't get hired during the what day. What about on the weekends? Do you wake and bake? Uh, some days, yes, I will. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. if, if I'm gonna go to the forest or something with my girl with the dog yeah. and stuff, then I'll like, you know, I'll uh, I'll hit the bong and I'll go. But I never smoke hit the joint. bong. <laughs> <laughs> to me, like I never, I never bong. I, bong. I never smoked joints. I'm I thinking. never, I never smoked. Like I think I, I did like um, knives. You know, when you when you get uh, the, yeah, the you know, yeah, buds. That, that, that's or... how, uh, but that's basically like an old school vape. Yeah, it is. Because it vaporizes it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've done like the knives or whatever that's called, um, but I've never pulled a bong. Well, no, that's because uh, I'll take a pinch, yeah. you know, I'll hit a bong and I'll go for a run. And I, I use it like you I don't drink coffee. You psychopath. I don't drink, uh, I don't drink <laughs> coffee or anything. Ah. I don't drink booze. But you do drink black tea, which black has tea. Yeah, but, yeah, but is... I don't have, uh, only time I drink black tea when I go to other people's houses, I don't even buy black tea. Interesting. I have nothing caffeinated in my house. Nothing caffeinated. I, uh, I have coffee caps, but they are when my girlfriend comes, stays over. They're just for you. I like how you're justifying the existence of coffee capsules in In your your house. house. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, because she will get up in the morning and she'll go to the um, and uh, she'll uh, she'll go to the cafe around the corner and spend like you know three four whatever the coffee is. You're like baby. Just just drink my capsules. And and, and this is uh, this is me being Indian. I was like, yo, you can just save it. It's like cents. Like I'll just get some and just drink coffee here. (laughs) Oh, that's beautiful. That's that's beautiful. Yeah. So I've you know you're you're a really nice guy, Sunny. <laughs> Save your money, baby. I'll buy you a capsule machine. You can just drink coffee at my place. You don't have to go to the cafe. <laughs> That's good. It's, I'm, I'm all about making. Also, coffee. don't talk to that barista ever again. <laughs> ever again, only the barista's good looking. I think time to buy a coffee machine. <laughs> She's like, I will not tell you what to do, but I'll buy a coffee machine. <laughs> Are you controlling her? <laughs> no, 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 no. You never have to leave the house, baby. No, no. You can just... I, I always had a coffee Oh, you like pasta? Me. I'll get a pasta, pasta maker. I'll make you the fr- <laughs> You like the fresh pasta? You like the fresh... I can roast my coffee. <laughs> you like I can roast coffee roast. Suddenly I have a whole fucking manufacturing plant just to feed her. <laughs> so creepy. <laughs> um, okay, so you don't consume any caffeine except when you're a guest yes, and yeah. you only smoke weed at night you limit yourself to 20 20, 20 yeah, a 20, 20 bag yeah, exactly yeah just uh, yeah and a 20 bag is yeah it's not that much it's, it's like not that much. it's like maybe three buds yeah i know uh, i usually yeah, exactly it's three but that's why having a pinch each in the bong is the perfect yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. perfect way to and you what you do a bong 
you, you smoke a bong and then you go for a run. I'll go for a run or I'll read. I always pair it with activity. I won't just do nothing. I like to pair my weed. It would, my, with activities or like go to the forest or go hit a workout like today. You um, won't just sit at home. Huh? You need to have an activity. Yeah. You won't just do it without an activity. Activity now or like I, I won't just do like only um, and like yesterday I, I got home and I was like I hadn't worked out. So I just go quickly hit the bong mm-hmm. and I did like a 30 minute head workout. And then after I jumped on Clubhouse. Head workout. Hit. Hit work. H I T. Yeah, H I T. Like high intensity. High intensity. Yeah. H I T. I have a high T workout. <laughs> high T workout. <laughs> yeah. Five Zs. So it's uh, also right. And it also going to break that thing that people have the conception about weed. Yeah. On how it is. But I'm also maybe. It brings me down to a more manageable level of the. I'm, I'm a quite a tightly run person. Mm. So it gives me that relaxed perspective because I grew up around a lot of bullying, fights, being mm-hmm. physically beating up and being scared a lot. Yeah. So I was always New like, Zealand, <laughs> New Zealand, or and India also. And, India. and um, so it was. Uh, I was always um, quite t- uh, tense. Mm-hmm. So having just a small puff is like just brings me down, relaxes me, so I can just operate mm-hmm. in the world. Yeah. And not be constantly on edge. Yeah, I wonder, because um, I smoked every day, every mm. day for like, let's say casually, like four years, but maybe it was longer than that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wouldn't say that I'm an anxious person. Like, I think most people consider me quite a chill person. I think I am pretty chill person, mm. but me when I'm dating, uh, not so chill. Like, I am very, um, I'm not chill. I've realized I am quite um like i feel myself becoming sorry mum but i feel feel myself becoming quite sort of cold and reserved when mm. i am so when i'm when i'm drinking or if i smoke weed i'm so much more uh physically relaxed mm-hmm. and um yeah and i almost feel i don't know i kind of miss weed but then like i'm really glad that because like, i didn't mm. have a hold on it like i mm. i would i would do it with activities i would definitely like i could uh, i would go for a walk i would read i would write jokes um but it just managed to weave its way into every part of my life yeah no i i completely feel you because i have the propensity to do that and i've done that also yeah. like when um I'll, if i buy like by when i was buying it a little bit more liberally yeah i'll like i'll wake up in the morning to pee i'll yeah. lay in bed i was like it's taking too long to fall asleep i'll get up hit the bong and then like, get back into bed totally so that kind of shit or you know yeah. first thing in the morning you get up you're having a pee you know like you're a fucking blah, 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 and then you just go about your day exactly and then i have to stop myself like dude what the fuck are you doing like you can't yeah. just be rolling like this all the time yeah mm. with bong mm. specifically that's a little bit more intense i would yeah i would wake and bake i would roll wake up mm. and roll a joint Mm. Uh, or I'd have a bit of a joint left over from the mm. night before and then it all just, it's just this constant cycle. Mm. And for me, I guess what it comes down to is it's just, yeah, if you always pair it with a productive activity, no. then uh, you don't feel like it's taking time away from oh, Exactly, you. as long as you get things done and yeah. stuff. And uh, the way I was introduced to it was with my buddies in New Zealand who was a very active guy. Yeah. And he loved smoking. Yeah. So maybe that's also was a weird correlation. Yeah. We always did stuff. We'll go work out. We'll go do something. And it enhanced every activity. That's funny. I've seen um, things on Instagram recently of someone being like, all right, I'm going to do some weights, but first I'm going to smoke some weed. And then they just sit down and don't do anything. No, no. I used to, when I was in Singapore, I used to train in this uh, mixed martial arts gym called uh, Evolve. Uh-huh. And uh, it was like one of the best actually... Um, gyms in the world where a lot of ufc guys and stuff to come and Ooh. train so i did jujitsu for two years there uh-huh and um i'll get baked off my tits and and i'll uh, get to the class and i'll be like this the only thing i'm able to do in that 
situation is just do sparring. Anything else is just too much. <laughs> what sparring like, isn't too much? No, no, that's not that's you kind of get into the flow and you just get and it's a singular thing. Like yeah. all I have to think about is not get strangled or uh, put in like some sort of joint lock. Jesus, that is like, like the <laughs> least chill thing. Like, and you, I'll just be breathing and, uh, 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 and then you're like two hours away. And, uh, two hours is gone. And you're soaked in sweat. And it was like, it's great. And it's in jujitsu community, it's big. With smoking weed? Yeah, beforehand, before uh, sparring or just... Uh, uh, if you got to go drill, learn new moves, then not so much. If you're yeah. just going to go and spar and be in a flow state, then it's perfect. Because you're more flexible also. When yeah. you're high, you're more relaxed. So yeah. if someone just piles you up so often, you're pinned on the ground yeah. and someone will grab your ankles and they'll push you down all the way to the, behind your neck. Yeah. Just to, and they'll put their weight on your sideways, on your thighs. Yeah. Just to, and in that way, you just have to be super relaxed. And yeah. Them, and when you're high. <laughs> That's perfect. Perfect. You just feel like, oh, oh there's a good stretch. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah, you got that yeah, one. You got it. Uh, that is hilarious. I had no idea that there was a, cause I know like the snowboarding community, everyone gets, you know, pretty baked. Baked and, uh, and the same with that guy when I was in New Zealand, a lot of my friends used to surf. I never did. And, yeah. Uh, but they'll always get baked before they, they'll, they'll smell. Be all, in the flow state, man. Or they'll be out there sitting on the waves. They'll have like a Ziploc bag with a joint and lighter in there. When they're sitting on the boat, they'll be passing a joint around out in the ocean. And yeah. Like, this is the best. <laughs> That's beautiful. That's, but what's better? <laughs> yeah. I would do that just for the, you know, just sitting on the board and letting the waves like with the waves We're just whilst you're sitting on the and, down oh, and, uh, that's and smoking the, a J. Yeah. <sighs> I do I miss a little bit the like all of the fu- you know how it adds this little extra something to do activities. That, exactly, 100%. It adds that uh, extra little uh, spice to it and you're like, "Ah, it's a, it makes everything more interesting in a way." It does. Yeah. And then it's like, "Ah, why do I need this thing to make life interesting?" interesting and that's but, where it comes back to me. Yeah. And it's also like then, you know, um I just there's the, it becomes this like double talk in my head of like, "Oh, but how did I act then? And was that in my, you know, was I being true to myself there? And did I, you know, and it mm. just becomes, for me, it's the, it comes back down to this Buddhist, Buddhist thing of um, confidence. And mm. like, you, you can only be confident if you've got self-awareness. And I doubt my self-awareness when I am in an altered state. And that's it. I do enjoy drugs, but just occasionally. And yeah. weed is just too, it's too creepy, creepy. Oh, everywhere. Hello. 100% like, um, I know, like, it's also like, I'm, I always try to root myself into routine. Yeah. And as long as I know this, I'm going through these things that I need to do. Mm. And that's how I gauge it. Yeah. Through actions. <laughs> through actions. Yeah. yeah. I, um, you know, I, yeah, like I, this friend that I was hanging out with today, he smoked a joint and like, I can't hang out with people who, mm. yeah, smoke joints in front of me all the time. And like the smell's nice, but then it's like, yeah, I prefer to just abstain, you know? Abstain, yeah, sometimes that's, and you know, everyone has a different relationship with this. Yeah. Things, right? And uh, that's, uh, that's how I feel about it, right? And with these drugs and, you know, also like, I've, I've never been to like um, one of those uh, sex clubs in Berlin. You've never been to a sex club? No, never, no. never, never. No interest. Okay, it's not from lack of interest. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I approach just like, you know, the way I think, like just because something can be done doesn't particularly mean you have to do it. And just because I can go somewhere and have an experience, then I'll also evaluate like, you know, is that experience like really, is it going to add really some concrete value to my life? Or is it more likely to introduce another thing now mm. I have to resist? Ooh. on top of all the other things that i'm battling with interesting so that's the main reason why 
I, 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 there was opportunities where like they were, I cancelled like last moment. I was like, nah, I'm not coming. They're like, oh, we got the guest list for Kit Kat and this and that and come. And then like two hours before, I was like, nah, I don't feel, I feel a certain way about it. And I just, I'm done. That's interesting. So no. not doing things because you feel like by doing them, it'll set up this thing in your mind that you want to do it again and do but there's it again. A, there's a potential. There's a potential that might not be the case, but there's a potential. And also, you know, like uh, the way I look at action, like, okay, when I do this, is it going to lead me towards the direction of where I need to go? Mm. Or is it a path kind of off the path yeah. where I need to go to? And so that's a, and, and easy sex is another thing that hijacks your reward system. Yes. Because um, speaking as a guy, like, you know, you often you have to do a lot of things to get a good mate. Yeah. You know, you have to have your shit together, well-spoken, look after your body, your mind. You have, you have to be able to, you know, your house should be in order, your clean surrounding. You know, you have to build yourself up. Yeah. And then you're like worthy of like a good female. Yeah. We'll be like, you know what? This guy is cool. I want, I, I want to hear what he has to say. I want to spend time in his sanctuary and all the sort of things. Oh, you make it sound so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and then, but if you can just go somewhere and skip 30 steps yeah. and get something, then yeah. I wonder if it changes your relationship with that thing. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. That's very wise. Um, and I think that's, um, that's a big... I think what people have been and what I I'm confused with uh, still, like I've been really disconnecting, like really kind of breaking it down and trying to understand it. But that um, sex has always been kind of this easy thing to get. And it's been this thing that for me subconsciously represented intimacy mm. and it, it's not intimacy like mm. Sex with someone doesn't mean that they understand you better or doesn't mean that they, you know, really deeply care, care mm. about you. Um, and uh, yeah, like I was even just on this date um, on the weekend and uh, yeah, uh, it got to this point where I was like, there's not that much chemistry here. I mm. can't feel it. Like I'm trying to imagine that it's there. Mm. And then I just sort of said, hey, do you want to like... Or he was like, oh, the, the curfew hasn't come in tonight yet. Mm. So you don't have to sleep over. Mm. Oh, <laughs> and so, we had never, we haven't had sex. We haven't kissed or anything. Oh, so you can, so he's already preempting that you have to leave. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, cool. I'm not wanting to sleep over. <laughs> like, okay. that's not where we're at. But then he was like, so what do you want to do? And I was like, well, you know, it's almost midnight. This has been nice. I suppose I'd be open to maybe a couple more hours to see if we have any physical intimacy. Mm. And I said it like that. Mm. And he was uh, he was like, oh, well, I don't think, you know, I don't think we're there yet. Okay, interesting. And I was like, okay. He's like, you know, these things, these things move at different times with different mm. people. And it's not always, you know, that kind of chemistry isn't always there. Mm. And it was like, my head, I was like, you know, shit, like, this chemistry needs work and you know i'm kind of suggesting this just to see what will happen next but i'm not really mm. i'm not really all into this but like i've already spent five hours with you mm. it's almost midnight mm. maybe we see what it feels like like sometimes being with someone physically i don't know who mm. knows maybe it can just feel good yeah but basically he was like, oh yeah, and no, I have to get up and like go for a ride tomorrow morning. And I was like, okay. He's like, yeah, I've got a 135 kilometer ride tomorrow. I was like, all right. Uh, that's the first time you've told, like, I, I didn't say that. I was just like, mm -hmm. oh, okay. Mm -hmm. and I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go. Like, I was just like, I'm getting out of here. I've just been mm -hmm. rejected. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then 
And then I was really upset and I was like, oh my God, like I just made myself vulnerable for someone to then say no. Mm. And all I really wanted was intimacy. And I was, I was kind of um, tricking myself to think that there was any chemistry there. <laughs> and also just going, oh, well, I've already invested all of these hours with this guy. It was the second time we'd hung out. Mm. I was at his place. It was like, why not see if there's physical intimacy? Maybe mm. we'd like it if we, we hug and kiss. Mm. I wasn't even like, I would definitely want to have sex with you. It was just mm. like, let's sit on the couch and see how it feels. Mm. And, uh, and then I realized, wow, I'm, st- I think I'm still conflating sex with intimacy mm. and I'm still, you know, trying yeah, to- no, definitely. Right. And, um, like, and don't get me wrong. Like sex is important. Yeah. And, but when sex is good, it's like 5% of the relationship and it's bad is 95%. Yeah. So yeah. it's, uh, it, but then when it's good, then it's a non-issue. Yeah. You know what I mean? When uh, like, uh, and then uh, most of your life is other things on what you talk about, your shared vision. Yeah. You're doing other things, going out on little adventures and things like that. So that's what most of it is. And um, so... I know, like it's it's tricky. Well, the thing is, and the thing is, the first time I went on this date, a date with this guy, I we had a nice like three, four hours chatting. It was nice, but you know, he's not exactly. It wasn't like there was this like pow, 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 yeah. pow, nice like flow. It was kind of like, look, you're interesting, you're different, you're not bad. Yeah, I had a nice time. Yeah, and then I was like, okay, I'm gonna go home. He invited mm-hmm. me to his house, and I was like, no, I'm gonna go home. And then we meet up the next time, and it was like. I was in this kind of weird space. So was he. So I was just like making jokes and being quite silly. Mm. And I was just like, blah, blah, blah. Sun is shining. Let's just have fun. Let's be silly. And then we end up at his place and we're talking and talking and talking and talking. It's like five hours. And it's like, well, should we just like try and be like at this point? Should we just try it? Like, you know, and then him being like, no. And it's like, oh, that's weird. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, he then messaged me the next day and was like, you know what? Like, I don't want you to think that, uh, please don't think that the awkward ending to last night says anything about how I feel about this. Like, I'd love to hang out with you again. Mm. And I'm a bit like, <laughs> yeah, it's a bit weird. We yeah. could, we could work on it. But mm. at the same time, it's like, I don't know. I wanted to see if there was physical chemistry before I spend more time with him because yeah, like he's a lot younger than me. Like the sense of humor, the banter, it's just like, Phew. But yeah, I, the thing is, I've been saying, I've, I have said no to sex so many times in the, over the last year and a half. And mm. that was not how I, I mm. rolled in my thirties. And mm. it's just like, I'm not going to have sex with someone who I don't feel connected with. Mm. And it just means that I'm having very little sex. <laughs> but it will, uh, it, it will, uh, I think it will get to the right amount of sex. <laughs> it's like a lull, right? Like you're, 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 you're trying to break a pattern. I'm breaking a pattern. So that's what it is. So, and, and I uh, can go home and I can have a great, you know, individual self-love, self-love session. Self-love session. Yeah. I have great like, orgasms by myself. And Wonderful. And, and I don't need to put myself in a situation with someone who I'm not quite sure about in order to have that. Exactly. And then someone who's going to ask you to leave in the fucking middle of the night and then you have to venture home at like 3 a.m. or something. And you're going to feel a certain way about it. And yeah. then you're going to wake up. You're like, what the fuck was it? What was I doing? What was I doing? And things Just like... even the fact that I said to the guy, I was like, I can stay back for a couple of hours oh, and yeah. see if we, you know, get physically intimate. And him being like, no. no, no and I, I was like, you need to drop oh. him. You need to drop him. 
I was just like, I can't believe I made myself vulnerable to him. To like, I was trying to convince myself that it was a good idea, and then he rejected me. Mm. God damn! The pride, the, the pride, ego, the everything. Right. God damn! All right. So before we press record, um, I got out my drug box. Do you want to describe the drug box? It's a. Uh, it's like a. Like a secret book, which is not a book. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's got every feature of a book. But uh, but you can also tell when you look closely at it. I was like, oh, there's like a something inside it, and it's not pages. <laughs> it's not pages. It's a box. Yeah. All right. So um, because we we talked about um, yeah drugs and what drugs we do. Um, so I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna get my 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 drug box. And so we're gonna go through the contents of my drug box. So what do you think this is? It's <laughs> a miscellaneous white powder <laughs> with the letter. It's a ketamine? Yeah, it's K. Oh, okay, wow. So one of my best friends always labels her baggies because uh, ketamine looks like lots of other things. So that's an old ketamine bag. Then we have, you wanted uh, to that, see. Yeah, that's, uh, I guess it's uh, acid. Acid. So I have some acid. I have a couple of tabs of acid, um, which I'm not going to sell to you, Sonny. But you can just give them to me also as I'm, a friendly gesture. I'm also not going to give you them why? to you. I'll give you both options. <laughs> why would I get rid of purely, like, perfectly good acid? You know, when that means... One of them looks like a small dose, which you can definitely let go. I could... I don't want to let it go. <laughs> <laughs> See, uh, this is part of the journey. Okay. It's like, this is... This is uh, I, had to, I had to organize this at one point, and now I have it. So why would I get rid of it? Hey, I would say that. I would solve it. I think acid is still a great... It's a very special drug. And yeah, definitely. It's very, like... Uh, it, uh, it definitely does a lot of, like... Uh, you know, cleans out your psyche after every trip. Yeah. Like, you have to... I've always said that um, acid basically... Uh, breaks that scatters your your super ego and uh, and then you have to reconstruct next, everything next the next week. day <laughs> for the next week when you're walking around all like what happened like where was i yeah or it's just like everything looks different you have to re-compartmentalize and 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 restructure all of your sort of assumptions and um around yourself and who you are and how you feel about things everything gets shaken up mm. the more i say it the more i'm like oh my god i want to do it <laughs> and i want to give one to sunny uh -huh, it's so nice anna <laughs> I, I almost sold you or i've sold i thought I uh, yeah sold you. once, once i sold yeah, you some yeah, before yeah. do you know what this is i'm pulling out a turmeric turmeric <laughs> it does look like turmeric this my friend is dmt oh, wow. yeah i have four doses of dmt here um, I've never done it. I bought this years ago and uh, I always wanted to do it. Um, this is, I've learned how to do it. Yeah. yeah apparently it's uh, it's real classy. You got to get like a, a big sort of 1.5 liter plastic bottle and cut the bottom out. Bottom, like, okay. Already, like a, already like super a classy. Bong, one of those like things. a gravity bong. Then what you do is you, um, you get some like aluminum foil apparently. And then you, um, that makes like a plate that you will then connect to the bottom of the thing, but you, um, bottom of the, the, the bottle uh, mm. that's been cut open. Uh, but you, you know, put the, put the DMT in there and then you, you know, uh, connect the aluminum foil to the base of the bottle and then you basically smoke it. So you then light the DMT from underneath from the, the aluminum. Okay. Yeah. Underneath the foil and you, you wait till it's all, um, full. you keep the bottle closed. closed. Yeah. You wait till it's all full with powder, uh, powder smoke, smoke and then you, and then you're good and then you hold it in 
and then you zoom out of the universe for like 10 minutes 15 minutes you oh, yeah. go into the inner workings of the universe and oh, yeah. maybe uh, one day Anna. maybe one day i one it's day. for me that's gonna be like a do it with somebody drug i don't want to do that alone like I'll be interested in trying it, but uh, definitely it needs to a lot more preparation. Yeah, there's a lot of preparations required. Mm. Ah, then I have another baggie. This salt. This <laughs> <laughs> salt. <laughs> yes, it's Himalayan salt. salt? I don't know. <laughs> it's not pink. Uh, yeah. It is very white. Um, mm. This is uh, this is ketamine for sure. Oh man. Um, just a little bit, just a little bit of ketamine. Not much. Just for any police that might be listening. And then I have some very old mushrooms. Look, these are old. These are very old mushrooms. I don't think, uh, yeah. I, I'm curious what would happen if... Um, I don't think anything's going to happen. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I um, I took some of these a while ago um, and they worked. But you can see the stems. Mm-hmm. You can see, yeah, it's like more like crumbs of mushrooms. They're definitely mushroom crumbs. <laughs> I would, this is more like salt than the ketamine for yeah, sure. Yeah. It's more edible. Uh, yeah, so this is my shitty um, mushroom score. And then I have a Ritalin mm. and I have a Viagra. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, although the Viagra looks like it's been punctured at some point. How did that happen? Mm. Yeah, I still want to use the Viagra. To any of my listeners. <laughs> <laughs> well, if anyone would like to try Viagra with Anna, hit her up. <laughs> hit me up. Uh, and the Ritalin is when I need to do my taxes next time. Yeah. I, uh, I've never done that before. So that is my drug b- box. Wow. Yeah. I don't think it's very good. Uh, hey, it's uh, many more things. I, I have none of these things. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a, you're already way ahead <laughs> in your collection. You have a assortment of experiences you can have. <laughs> yeah, I do. I guess I'm curious about the mushrooms. Like, I don't, I don't think that they will have any effect, but you never know. You never know. I yeah. once, what's the? Yeah, I once did a tab of acid that was three and a half years old that hadn't been stored correctly, hmm. and I tripped for twelve hours. I once did a hard. hard that shit. Once I did a really, really old one. I was in a house party mm. just before the lockdowns and all this thing started. Like Corona was started to get into the zeitgeist at that uh-huh. point, into the at least the psyche of people. Yeah. And I was in um, somewhere in Kreuzberg. So I was in this thing, and uh, they're drinking a lot, and uh, I could see people on cocaine and things like that. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, "Yo, does someone have acid?" Mm-hmm. And this guy goes like, "I don't know." Then they are, the word spread around, and this uh, guy comes. You were at a train station? No, 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 I'm at the house party now. Oh, you're at a yeah, house, house party. party. <laughs> I was just trying to give you a bit of... Uh, and uh, so I, um, the guy gives me the this one, the tab. And it kind of looks like it's in the shape of a star. Oh. And it looked like, you know, sometimes they put these golden patterns and things on the Indian dresses. Uh-huh. And sometimes they're sewing like a plastic star. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. It looked kind of like that. Like it had edges and things like that. Oh, wow. And I was like... And uh, it was paper? Uh, no, it was not paper. It... Which it kind of looked like a few of them got stuck together over time, but mm. he wasn't sure how many was doses was that. Oh, so dude, that sounds was, very was, dangerous. So, so you, you gave me like I paid ten bucks and then uh, I had it and then I just took it. You took the whole thing. The whole thing. You I, didn't think to like do half. It's okay. Like I've, I've got a fairly good uh, handle on uh, these kind of yeah, mushrooms. But dude, like I once know. I did uh, once I once I did um, uh, uh, a twelve minute uh, set at Cosmic, uh-huh. and seven grams of. Mushrooms? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've performed on mushrooms as well. Oh. But taking a whole, like, 
potentially multiple tabs of acid. Mm. And then, so listen, so I was... Were uh, you drunk already? No, no, I, I wasn't drinking. I don't do any, I don't drink or anything like that. I was just drinking water. So uh-huh. that's why I looked for acid because I don't like drinking and shit. Yeah. And then, um, so... I started that's here. ballsy, man. Like, so, I will only ever, ever do half, or I'll only ever do quarter of anything. And then uh, I, I'm in that start. house party and it was uh, someone's birthday. And uh, there happens to be a lot of gay guys mm. in the party. So it's like a duplex kind of house, like uh-huh. a kind of double floor uh-huh. stairs going from inside up. And there's many rooms and I'm uh, and I'll open a room. And it's like a whole different world of this. Like, where do these people come from? And they're sitting on a, in a circle with cocaine on their cell phone. They're passing the cell phone around. Yeah, classic uh, Berlin stories. And then uh, there was some guy's birthday. And then he's in the toilet and there's a queue of gay guys outside the bathroom. They're giving him blowjob one by one because it's his birthday. Oh, that's beautiful. And I'm just like, and then I'm talking to this guy who's apparently went to Oxford and he comes from like money and things like that. And he's so high in coke and he's like, his yeah. jaw is going, his eyes are like just sunk inside him. And you can tell he's vascular and like he, like he looked like really a bit like Schmeagel. <laughs> that's what the, and then he's then he, he he's like oh, excuse me honey he's like james wait for me you know i give the best blowjobs <laughs> that's beautiful and there was and then afterward they were heading to some club and stuff like that and they were all having argument about like oh there's not enough guest list there, there's too many people i was like guys I'm, i'll be the first to opt out i'm gonna walk home yeah i'll see you guys later yeah and then i walked home through like uh, these parts of berlin i was in the u-bahn uh-huh. and it was like 2 a.m uh-huh. And Uber at 2 a.m. is a completely different place yeah. than during the, there's all like these druggies, yeah. like high off their mind. Yeah. Just like s- donors, like stuffing donors in their face, stuffing sausages in their face. I'm like, I need to get out of here. Yeah. And then I walk through like Schlazy, dudes with pit bulls. Dude, not, this, not better, not better. Not better. <laughs> I saw this guy walking a p- pit bull. It's almost 3 a.m. I was like, he's probably not a nice dog owner. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no. <laughs> there's, there's no poodles walking around at 3 a.m. No one's taking them around. I was so happy when I got home. I closed the door. I locked it really quick. Oh, and yeah, I was like, bad trip home. No, it was not even bad. It was just the more that I was like, I was so hyper aware of the vibes. Yeah, you remind you, me of a story. Yeah. yeah, I just kind of felt the vibe of everything like too intensely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, this is not the kind of vibe I want to be around. Yeah. Hmm. No, I totally get that. I am. Um, the few times that I've been to Berghain, um, mm. I've only been like three times, I think. Mm. Yeah, three proper incidents. incidents. And um, the, the last time I went, uh, I had this friend from New York staying and uh, I was a gay guy and I was like, I'll get you into Berghain. Like, okay, I'd only been in twice before, but you know, <laughs> I'm going to act like I can do this. <laughs> and I uh, got us all dressed up and we got there. Anyway, um, I didn't have that many drugs on me. I think I had, uh, what I can't remember which drugs we took, but not that crazy, mm. not that crazy. Mm. And, um, and we partied, partied, and, uh, and then it got to about, I think we got in around 10 p.m. Mm. And then like quite early and then got out. I left. I left him in there. I was like, go and get some dick. Go mm. and find an asshole. Like, mm. do it, baby. Mm. Um, there was no, there was no like good options for me to mm. pick up. It mm. wasn't, wasn't the vibe, but mm. the music was great. It was really fun, but I was just, I was just done. Like, I don't actually even think I was doing hard drugs. I think I was just doing mushrooms or something at this point mm. and smoking weed. Mm. And um, anyway, it's the first time I've ever left Berghain when it's still dark. Mm. I left at like four in the morning mm. and it was, uh, I think it was like wintry, mm. autumny, I think. Mm. And leaving still dark outside, I was so scared. Like I, walking home from Berghain, I, 
it was like because when you're in Berghain, all the things that are happening are happening in the safety safety of Berghain of that place. And so you know you're seeing people do these crazy sex acts. You're seeing like. You know, just um, this really, really overt, crazy behavior, but there's a sense of security in there because it's this agreed yeah, uh, it's space. Yeah, unspoken agreement. Like, you know, this is a open space. Yeah. It's a safe space. And it's a safe space. So you get then, your freak out. But yeah. then you go out into the world and you're like, I'm not in that safe space anymore. And anyone could violate the, the unspoken rules here and hurt me. And so I, I had this really fearful walk home. In the mm. dark, and it wasn't nice. So yeah. my my takeaway from that is, don't leave Berghain until the sun's up. No, no, exactly, and especially like when you leave, you're also in the part of Berlin, which mm. is not the best part of Berlin. You get out near wash hour and yeah. things like that, and it's you know, a bit it's a bit sketchy. Especially in there. that at late at night, yeah. that place is full of creatures, not people. Creatures. Yeah, it's creatures. <laughs> it's the ones who didn't get into Berghain Ber- for Ber- a Berghain reason, Berghain or who knows who didn't even get into, I don't know, the worst clubs, the worst clubs no, or anywhere. Yeah. But um, but yeah, no, I I I'm surprised that you took that much acid. But it was good acid then. This, it was, this yeah, it was, it was good. I've usually had uh, good like uh, one of the intense one that I had was a Susfa guest, and one of my friends was visiting from Singapore. He got some really fresh stuff. Yeah, and he gave it to me on the dance floor and took it, and I um, walked back home. He was staying in my place. Like I set up the sofa bed, uh-huh. and I was on the bed, and um, and then I was like, all right, I guess uh, first we started watching Archer. Okay. And I was like, dude, you have to turn this on because it feels like she's talking to me. Because <laughs> it was a, a episode where Archer's mom mm. is having a go to Archer for being irresponsible. Yeah. And I literally thought she was saying these things to me. Like a personal per- speech. Pers- exactly. And I was like, oh no, this is... And then we turned the thing off. Yeah. And I closed my eyes and I turned on the side. Yeah. And I lay down. As soon as I closed my eyes, I see myself from underneath the bed. Uh-huh. Like the bed is made out of like glass. Uh-huh. And then my silhouette, me as a person, it opened up like a flip book into many pages. Ooh. Like from laying up like... like Alice in Wonderland. And like. it kind of opened up and then I fell down and I'm just going through this rabbit hole. I fell through my bed. Uh-huh. And I'm just kind of traveling and I, occasionally I'll open my eyes and everything was just like water. Like I was underwater, like it was all just fluid. Like it was just the room was like some sort of spaceship traveling through a black hole. So you know why when you watch Interstellar, when they're going through the black hole, everything becomes like... Yeah, wavy. Wavy. That's how everything around me was. And I'll close like, okay, this time I'll definitely fall into sleep. I'll close my eyes and I'll go down some different rabbit hole. And then all I kept on hearing, it was like, you've been here before. You've done this many times. Don't, Don't be afraid. Like, that's beautiful and then it was like it was that uh, another thing uh, towards the and i didn't get a lick of sleep yeah no i was tripping no tripping so, yeah 3 a.m eyes closed tripping is so intense 3 a.m apparently they say the best way to take mushrooms with acid is you take a strong dose yeah you put a blindfold on yeah and you lay down in a dark room yeah and that's when you face your demons <laughs> yeah no i've tried yeah. that once um because uh, an ex-boyfriend, he grew mushrooms. And so we tried that a mm. few times with shamanic drumming in the background. Mm. And so um, lights out, darkness, strong dose and shamanic drumming. And it wasn't as, um, it wasn't as, I don't think we took enough mushrooms actually. Yeah. But um, the time when I took the three and a half year old acid that I thought wasn't going to be strong at all and ended up tripping balls for 12 hours. Uh, That was with an ex and we were having sex for hours. And the whole time we forgot that my, our housemate 
her little sister, who was 17 years old, was sleeping in the lounge room, which wow. shared a wall with our bedroom. And we were having acid sex, which is off the wall. Some crazy. interdimensional sex. <laughs> shit. I was, every time I close, like I can often have um, visions during sex anyway. Like when I close yeah. my eyes, I get a lot of visuals. Yeah. And I remember visuals from many different sexual yeah. episodes I've had. Um, and uh, But with this situation, I was seeing just images of, of different landscapes in um, Van Gogh-style painting. Yeah, yeah. Everything became a Van Gogh-style painting. Mm. Everything. Everything, yeah. And even like when I started opening my eyes, everything had this mm. like, you know, little brush stroke, but, yeah. like little small dots. Everything was looking like that and this sort of swirly... Um, mix of colors on a palette. It was so intense. And then trying to sleep and then calling. I was supposed to work that morning oh, and, I'd, no. and I'd been asked to work. It was a Sunday and I didn't usually work Sundays. This boss of mine had begged me and it got to it got to 7 a.m. I was supposed to be there at 9 a.m. It got to 7.30 and I was like, fuck. There's no way I'm going to I can't do this. Like if I go there, I'm going to be hurting the business because I'm so dysfunctional right now. Yeah. So I called him. I was like, Nick. He was like, Baros. I was like, I'm so sorry. I took acid that I thought was bad, but it was really good. And yeah. I'm still tripping. And he was like, are you fucking serious? I was like, Yes. Yes. I'm like, I can't work. Like, if I come in, I will actually be taking productivity yeah. away from you. I'm not okay. Yeah, I'm going to be a baggage. Like, I'm g- yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna be uh, something that you're going to have to carry. It's not going to yeah. work. And he was like, fuck. And I was like, I'm so sorry. And uh, yeah, he really wanted to fire me for that, but he needed me. He need- exactly. No, but, th- but that's good. Like, yeah, like uh, the other thing I kept on hearing was when I was in it is like, you know, you are just time expressing itself. You are just time, time expressing, expressing itself. itself. And that's, uh, I was like, you know, you're just time. And this, I, I saw these like little, little dwarf beings, like many, like, and they're all speaking in unison. And they're everywhere, they're everywhere, they're in patterns. They're like in just little integrate patterns, which are made out of these little dwarfs. <laughs> this kind of um, Snow White and the Seven Dwarf kind of dwarfs. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, you're just time expressing itself. You're just time expressing itself. That's, that's so reassuring. Yeah, like, that's a beautiful trip. Exactly. And then, uh, and I was like, then next day I was just so like, oh, what was that? Like, it took me like, uh, of course, I still don't know like uh, fully like the things I so can't recall or uh-huh. and you can't put to words because uh-huh. any words that you use are so like not good enough. They're not good enough for expi- for uh, for what you felt stuff. and things like that, and you feel the sense of like gratitude. And I was with my friend uh, Scott, who I've known for years, mm. and he's helped me through some things, and I really felt like a lot of love towards him. Aww. So that kind of shit, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I um, yeah, I think those experiences. You know, if people are against LSD, that's a it's a real shame. I think it is definitely a special occasion drug, and I think you can get a lot out of it. I'm not so sure. What do you think about microdosing? Like people taking it all the time. Just oh, no, a little I, bit. I think um, uh, that's uh, it depends as long as you're doing it with some breaks and if you're really sure. If you're really getting work done, because sometimes you can just be busy. Yeah. And if you just want busy work, I'm like, oh, I take Ridley and then I'm just like, I'm so productive. But then I forget the pasta on the fucking stove first. Yeah. So uh, n- nothing like that. But uh, I think uh, it because everything works for things work differently for different people. Yeah. And, you know, as you get older, you realize everyone has a high. Yeah. Someone likes cigarettes. Some people like a wine glass of wine at the end of the day. Someone wants a whiskey. Someone likes a bit of a joint. But everyone has that thing. Yeah. That gives them kind of temporary kind of relief and uh, that makes the general suffering of life a bit more bearable. 
Because <laughs> that's what life generally is. It's yeah. just a bit of suffering and small dose. What about dose. meditation? Would you include meditation? In yeah, I do that. Uh, yeah, I do that. I do the breathing work every day. Yeah. That's the first thing I do, 11 minutes. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do about 10 minutes yeah. um, every morning. Sometimes longer. Sometimes I'll have 25-minute yeah. meditations. But... Yeah, I think that's a relief, but it doesn't have the same social um, value. Like people aren't like, "Oh, cool meditation, man." Yeah, just yes. Yeah, so also involves sitting with yourself, right? Which is, is a lot different for people, a lot difficult for people to do. And other thing I do is just cold showers. Yeah, cold showers are great. I yeah, would, yeah, yeah. I do like uh, like now I'm gonna kick off. Like I've been doing only cold. Yeah. So just get in. Yeah. yeah. I was just speaking to another comedian uh, this week and yeah, he started doing cold showers and I'll do them in summer. Like I'll always end my shower with coldness. Um, And I've started doing it again just now. It's not summer. And uh, it always, it's like, whoa! It's it's good. Like if you can, like if you can get to the point where you can just get in a cold shower. So I'll have a normal shower, like cold shower. Then I'll put soap on. I'll go to the hot, still have the whole shower. Yeah. And just with the cold. And after a while, you're just good. Yeah, I like, the warm shower. I know. No, it's the same. The same. And I, then I like the 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 cold finish. Well, what you like? If you say if you can uh, have a bit of a warm shower fast for like four or five days, yeah, and you can force yourself to have the cold one, and then you're gonna go to warm on the sixth day, yeah, it's just gonna be like you're gonna be rediscovering the warm. It's just so much more joyous. <laughs> <laughs> that's like starving yourself no it's not so it's not you like you're still food. like you're still like, it's, it's it's not even that you're still cleaning yourself and uh, i think uh, with the yeah, yeah, yeah. with the with the cold is right like uh, there's a deeper thing also is because uh it's nature yeah there is nature, and we are so protected from nature like anything extreme it's a power like it's a cold is like a force that unsettles your being and you have to like gather yourself and you to catch your breathing and yeah. um, and that you have to it drags you to the present it gra- yeah. grabs you by the fucking back of the collar and it drags you to the present moment yeah it forces you to pay attention so anything like things like working out running reading having cold showers anything that keeps my the more i can keep my attention here yeah the better it is yeah the better it is so that's that's how i just more use it for like there's a lot of like physiological benefits for your body but i use it for mental it's uh, helps me with procrastination because if i can get myself to step into a cold shower first thing in the morning yeah then everything comparatively seems easier Mm. so like having to read or having to write doesn't seem like there's no the resistance decreases between those things because you've already done something which is so much more difficult so your bar for difficult is already set there yeah so anything but that's physical physical discomfort versus it's not no, like but no, psychological I, sort of strain strain it's a a, a big big part Different. of it physical every time i get it like uh, today i was just like just walking around the shower for at least seven minutes because I, I knew i need to have a only cold shower and i was like <sighs> and i was and i was thinking of reasons really? to convince myself why i should have a warm shower yeah. but then as soon as i got in and then a uh, bit like 15 seconds later i was like what was i afraid about yeah. So the thought is often a lot more scarier than the actual action. Yeah. And that's where the the mental part comes in. Then you realize, okay, like, then what are the other things that are in my life which are not scarier at all, but I'm thinking that they are and I'm avoiding them. Okay. So it, uh, it's, you know, it's the whole principle of how you do anything is how you do everything. Yeah. So if you start pushing yourself consciously towards difficulty head first, yeah. then it changes your perspective of what difficult is. For sure, for sure. I yeah. do also like strongly believe in, you know, you can you can have the cold shower because uh, you're creating procrastination right there. Or Like, yes, okay, you're redefining difficulty. I think that's yeah. a really cool concept. However, I go, mm, 
we've got this life. We can enjoy it. I'm going to enjoy my warm mm. shower to start with. And then I'm going to end my shower. Mm. Once I've enjoyed the warm shower, I'm going to end it mm. with this cold yeah. me facing the forces. Yeah. And I, I don't feel like I resist doing things because things are difficult. I think that's also something. No, like, yeah. no I, I think, uh, and I'm not saying that it's you personally, but a lot of people do. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, uh, I just feel like I don't, I don't feel like I need to redefine re- difficulty. Difficult. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, like, I, I enjoy yeah. the warm showers and things like that. And yeah. uh, most of the times it is warm and then cold. I always yeah. take a cold shower. Yeah. But it's warm than cold. But sometimes I'll do like two weeks. Yeah. It's only cold. It's just a bit of a mental exercise. Yeah, it's interesting. It's it's good to, because then it's like, uh, and it's good to kind of set like a goal which has nothing to do with anyone else. Yeah. But you're just like, okay, like, am I like, okay, I'm not reliant on this. Yeah. So it's good to know that you have the control rather than something else. Yeah, it's true. So it's about autonomy, right? Like Mm -hmm. the more autonomous I can be, that okay, I can take and pick and choose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I can. um, It's proving to yourself that you can, you can stay true to a a goal. Goal and uh, it's, uh, and often, you know, a lot of things which are difficult in the moment are more rewarding down the road. Yeah. You're like, if you go for a really difficult hike with your friends, which really like you were almost like what to throw up and you're like, and then you're going to be sitting a few months later and look like, you remember the hike we went on? But you can go on a roller coaster ride. You're never going to talk about it three years later. No. Because it was moment. And uh, that's how I feel like about a lot of easy, those sort of, sort of say this uh, reward system hijacking things. Yeah. They are, they're emotional fast food. Yeah, totally. They're, they're, totally. They're, they feel really good in the, in the moment, like a Big Mac or fucking fries or onion rings or yeah. anything else feels. Yeah. But then you, you wake up feeling hungover. Yeah. And you, you have this kind of jet lag from them. Yes. And that's what I try to avoid in my life. Yeah, the jet lag, the emotional jet, jet lag, lag or the emotional hangovers. Hangover, exactly. Because there there's enough bullshit, emotional bullshit that you or we have which we didn't ask for. Mm. And it takes decades to unpack that. Yeah. And then, so it just, sometimes I feel like, uh, I just you know, make sure that I'm not adding anything to it. Yeah. And of course I am, and uh, no one is not, but I try to reduce that adding, yeah. That, yeah. that subtraction from the bottom is more yeah. than what I'm putting on top. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, that's how I feel. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I, I can relate to all of that. I definitely don't like to add stress, so, you know. Yeah, and I think as comedians, right, we all come from like kind of stressful background. So we all, in the end of the day, we want a peace, peace. Yeah. Just, I just want to chill. I just want to chill. Well, I just want to, I want to, I want to feel fulfilled. I want to feel stimulated. I want to feel useful. And I want to feel like I can keep creating. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah. And I always go back to, you know, that, um, what was it, uh, Mark Twain speech that uh, Dave Chappelle's mother, uh, he was talking about his mother. Mm-hmm. And he said, my mother said, you know, sometimes you have to be a lion so you can be the lamb that you are. Yeah, and that's how of why, like, nice. I, I I heard it and it made it 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 very struck true with me because I physically push myself because uh-huh. I was bullied a lot so I want to make sure that I'm able to look after myself. Yeah. So in the end of the day, all I want to do is chill and have a good time. Yeah. But I want to make sure if someone comes in my vibe who's stopping me from doing that, yeah. I can handle that. Yeah. And that person doesn't have the control over my life and I have it. Yeah. So that's why, and then I just want to be a lamb. I just want to chill. I want to be with my buddies so I can have a smoke, have a chill out session, go for a run, work yeah. out, and be with the missus. But yeah. uh, I, just want, I just want to make sure that I'm doing it and no one can take that away from me. Yeah. Yeah. I really feel like taking acid now. <laughs> <laughs> you should. If you don't have anything to do tomorrow, I think I would highly urge you to do. I got things to do every day. Every day. Um, but they can be done on acid. <laughs> That's what my brain's currently <laughs> yeah. going through. It's like, yeah. but you could do everything on acid, Anna. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Um, this is just random. Do you do you believe in like, 
you know, you're Indian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you believe in horoscopes? Not particularly. Um, yeah. And uh, though, like, you know, um, you read and, you know, there's so much stuff out there. Mm. And uh, I tend to yeah. only read horoscopes that have come from India. India, exactly right. <laughs> and um, it's just, uh, I, I, there's, a, uh, there's a lot of like kind of um, scamming that goes on in that realm. Yeah. And uh, at the, but also I'm not saying that a lot of it is like uh, if all of it is bullshit uh, because I don't just just don't know. Yeah. I I try not base my life on it though I have read it and a lot of things st- strike true. Yeah. But when you look at it skeptically, I was like, no, it's also very vague. <laughs> totally, totally. It's, it's like, huh? In this cycle, there are gonna be things from your past that they're gonna stem up. <laughs> and I was like, but they're always stemming up. <laughs> but for example, you introduced yourself as a Leo, Leo right? Yeah. Like, like I, I definitely feel like I'm a Scorpio, yeah. and I don't think that I've changed who I am to fit the the personality Person- type exactly. of a Scorpio. Yeah. But I think I'm very much a Scorpio, which is ridiculous. And same, exactly. That's how I like, and that's where my confusion comes also because there's a, a lot of things like Leo-like qualities that I read about. Even okay. your face, you look like a lion. Lion, <laughs> with my, with my mane now, especially with my long hair now. Yeah. And uh, so now I, I feel like the qualities they mention, like okay, they do ring true, but then I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll take it at face value, like this. Yeah. Is. Like yeah. I, I try not to invest too much stock in it yeah like i'm not gonna wake up every morning and rush to my horoscope just to figure out what because these things can also be very powerful and suggestive totally sometimes then you feel like you're relying on that to determine how you're going to act that day rather than if you're acting just naturally yeah who you are so totally i think it gets it's a good way for some people who are like okay how i'm gonna go about my day yeah and i think it's just another religion right exactly it's another because you know a lot of things are filling the gap of religion yeah. that uh, you know as Nietzsche says god is dead and god uh, is the dead. man man killed it and it's our over rational culture mm. which is based on numbers and professionalism and office and ties and things like that it through and you know religion i don't even mean in the sense mainstream sense which has been used as a tool for profit and division mm. but i think there's a spiritual connection that everyone desires for yeah and you know the guy who's waiting a sense of purpose her sense of purpose right or sense of explaining things which are science cannot yeah and a lot of things you know and um so you know the guy who's waiting outside the line of star wars waiting for the next movie to come out for three days to get the tickets he's religious about it yeah he might be an atheist who works in technology but his religion is star wars i love that guy so exactly so they they still we still find things that people who they find crossfit yeah or they find fucking someone else so they still go for some sort of tribe or cult yeah it might not just be like oh there's some guy in the sky who's gonna punish you once you're no, dead no no, gonna, no it doesn't it doesn't have to be yeah so and maybe that it institutionalized yeah, and you know maybe religion. it was all just up uh, you know it was something just to give you a bit of a guideline for your life how to loosely yeah. live yeah yeah yeah, I just find with them. Um, so, like, I stopped. Uh, I never believed in horoscopes, but astrology always somehow rang true. Mm. Um, but I did, you know, at the moment of true despair at the start of the year, I did look at my 2021 horoscope mm. for Scorpio. Mm. And um, yeah, like, it, it basically said, you know, I'm going to be really successful this year <laughs> in everything except love. Mm. Like, I will have no good partners no good no luck i will have what do i have to look forward to some light moments at the end of the year that's what i've got as the dangling carrot some light moments so i don't know if this is if if this is um ruling me right now or if it's relieving me if it's reassuring or if it's actually making me lazier Hmm. 
with any, well, not lazier, but like, um, you know, whenever I step into a potential romantic situation, mm. there's a part of me that's already given up. It's like, yeah. well, uh, yeah. I've got some light moments at the end of the year. You're yeah. not going to be anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that's the that's the tricky part, right? Is whether like, you know, are you controlling your behavior or something you're reading is kind of now it's yeah. like a placebo effect. Exactly. You know, that you're like, okay, did I take a sugar pill or was it the real thing? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and yet, and yet this, this, this horoscope is making me go, all right, just, just, just enjoy the, the career and, you know, personal and um, like friendship uh, successes that are happening and the, and my other growth in different areas. But and and you know don't focus on the love thing like that. Don't focus on it at all. But it's like yeah, I don't know how much of it is um, mm. has been shaped by this. Hmm. I think you know, I I feel like in different pa- times of your life, there's different things fall in place. Yeah. And uh, right now, maybe your professional things are falling more in place. Yeah. Because maybe that's where also a lot of your focus is mm. at the moment, and hence that's working. Yeah, and maybe once that's more of a smoothed out groove where you're just kind of operating, yeah. you'll have a bit more bandwidth, and then because the, the the way I feel about relationships, right? It's like you gotta, it's like sports. You gotta take a shot from the strong footing. Oh, I love all your analogies. So you like uh, I often you know I've gone for things where you're mid air and you're just kind of throwing it and it's not gonna land. I'm things. totally doing that right no. now. <laughs> so, I'm going on these dates yeah, and yeah, I'm just like mid-air. I'm swimming <laughs> and like trying to hit random, no, random balls. Things, so. <laughs> So it's like water polo, like it shouldn't be happening. And uh, if you're in a, a strong space, you're independent and things like that, then you can really make a call. Mm. If you meet the right person, then you're like, okay, I need to be with this person for the right reasons. And yeah. I'm, I'm pretty fulfilled in who I am. Yeah. And uh, is this person adding to like bringing you to the table? Like, you know, the combination is it creating something exciting, Yeah. which is even accelerating me towards the yeah yeah or our joint like our, our separate, oh, oh, it's a separate but, slash joint journey yeah and uh, that kind of shit so ah this is the clarity the sun is shining through my bedroom window i'm feeling really enlightened right now i'm really looking forward to tripping um all right so plug something sunny plug something uh oh, but what do i have to plug i don't have uh uh i right now don't have anything to plug come uh, check me out on clubhouse <laughs> ask yeah. comedians anything or yeah. bropra it's a uh, most days GoPro? So, Bro-pra. Bro-pra. <laughs> Bro-pra. Oh. Uh, tell us what you do on Bro-pra. Bro-pra is just a bunch of bro and broettes hanging out, just us answering questions that people, it's like a talk show. Uh-huh. It's like a talk show where everyone becomes guest to become a moderator. Uh-huh. <laughs> you become a moderator. You become a moderator. And you become, become a moderator. moderator. <laughs> and look under your chairs. There's yeah. washing machines. Machine. It's uh, yes, the show where you, you come if you want nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like real opera. No one's going to be giving you a fucking house. <laughs> we are, we are, we are, we are living on sublets here. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, it's win free. It's like we are W-I-N and then free. Win free. Win free. Oh, <laughs> bro pro win free. Win free. <laughs> That's beautiful. I'm going to come to Bro Pro. But tonight at 8 o'clock, please. Uh, well, I'm going to be busy tripping. Tripping, exactly. <laughs> then definitely top popping. <laughs> definitely popping. Oh, maybe I will. Mm. Um, all right, cool. Well, uh, speaking of Clubhouse, find me as well. Um, doing lunchtime filth and a bunch of other stuff. New material night tonight as well. Oh, yeah? cool. Yeah, I'll, be, I'll, I'll, I'll probably be there if I'm not too tired. And also follow me on Sunny Samurai. Sunny Samurai yeah, on Instagram. Instagram. On Instagram. every platform. On all, you're always Sunny Samurai. Samurai? All, all the platforms. Sunny Samurai. Samurai. <laughs> Samurai. You know what I watched? I watched Ronin 47, the Keanu Reeves Oh, yeah, Have yeah. you seen it? No. 
Yeah, I've wanted to. I've, I've flicked check it over out. You're it. You're going to enjoy it. I'm going to enjoy it. Who's going to? I, yeah, I think I'll use, uh, yeah, the last moments of yeah. my Beamer, my Beamer. projector yeah, yeah, use, use, use for that. Color. You're not a true samurai. You're half blood. Half blood. Half like, brother. Uh, half blood. You're uh, half, half brother. Blood, uh, half blood. You know samurai. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and uh, so there's a, uh, yeah. So there's a lot of honor suicide. Ronin, Ronin san, Ronin. I'm doing like a weird German R there. Okay, cool. cool. Um, check it all out. Check everything out, guys. Yeah. Uh, that's been adults only comedy Berlin. See you next time. Thank you, everyone. Ciao, ciao.